where will we go? We are trusted and dependent on you right now, Master, because somebody's going through something. And somebody just needs to be assured that everything is going to be all right. And that after the rain stops pouring in their lives, you're going to pour out your son, your S-O-N, Jesus the Christ. And he's going to make sure that life becomes radiant by the S-U-N because you're going to bless them through Jesus. Bless us right now, Father. Deliver us and keep us in your care. We ask in the mighty and marvelous name of Jesus the Christ, and we said it is good to be here. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. To all of you all who just came in, we are glad to have you. Amen. 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 Now, goodwill, I'm guilty. I do have a long sermon. Amen. I do have a long sermon. Amen. This is part two. Amen. But if I split it in three parts, some of y'all may not come back. Amen. So I'm going to need, amen. Y'all caught that. Don't let that go yet. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to need your prayers. Amen. Talk to me. Okay. So my goal is, my goal is, is to get it done before the rain comes. Amen. That's the time you're supposed to say, hurry, hurry, hurry. Do this now. Amen. Amen. Nobody's mad but the devil. Amen. So we're going to go back to part two of what we did on last week, amen, on Nehemiah. And I'm going to look at Nehemiah chapter two, we're going to look at verses four and the latter clause of verse eight. And I'm going to read the King James version of of, of, uh, verse number four, amen, amen. Um, And it reads this right here. Then the king said unto me, for what dost thou, thou makest requests? Nehemiah said, so I prayed to the God of heavens. The voice version of that latter part said, and the king gave me everything I asked for. You missed that. Then the king said unto me, for what dost thou make requests? Nehemiah said, so I prayed to the God of heavens. The voice version of chapter, verse 8 would say, the latter part said, and the king gave me everything I asked for. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, somebody. He said, and the king gave me everything I asked for. Again, if you don't mind looking at your neighbor and tell neighbor, TGI fried, TGIF, amen, which means, thank God I'm favored. Amen. Thank God. I'm favored. Amen. Now, if you're favored, you're supposed to say that thing with your chest poked out. Thank God I'm favored. All of us are favored. Come on, somebody, because if I can call your name as if we're in grade school, you know, when you call your name, you're supposed to say present or absent. Amen. If I call everybody named in here, you ought to be able to say present. Amen. Amen. Now, 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 now. I know there are those who are not here. And I pray that if I call their name, we won't have to go next door. Amen. Don't, don't miss that. Amen. Amen. But they're just not here. Amen. So, but thank God I'm favored. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank God I'm favored. Favorite is a good thing, my brothers and sisters. So let's report this right here. Amen. Amen. Once again, God, through the Holy Spirit, is leading us back to his holy word in this book of Nehemiah in order to give hope to the despondent, to give assurance to the doubter, and to give divine insight to the one who can't see their way. 
because the enemy is trying to block you from worshiping, from praising, and honoring God Almighty. But in order, in order to get the best as well as the best of as well as defeat the enemy, every person who knows the power of prayer must always pray to God Almighty so that he can favor you with the strength to resist the enemy no matter what the enemy throws your way. Because when all seems lost, that's the time you ought to pray. Amen. Come on, say. And so if you had a rough, a tough, or a roller coaster of a week, make no mistake about it. Prayer to God Almighty is the key to your situation. Talk to me, somebody. Because if anybody who can fix your brokenness, if anybody who can work things out for your good, Nehemiah shows us that, 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 that God the Almighty will favor you and will favor rest upon your life. And so, as a recap in this text, we see a child of God by the name of Nehemiah. He has received the discouraging news from home that, that the walls around Jerusalem has been, have been torn down. The, the gates have been burned, and the people of God were living in disarray. And they had been living in this dysfunction so long in that they had become comfortable in chaos. And that news upset Nehemiah because he knew that this was not how God intended for his people to live. You see, when you belong to the king of glory, he expects nothing less than the best for his people so that he can get all the glory. If I may call you by your name, hasn't God been good to you? Hasn't God blessed you? Then you ought to be able to give him nothing but praise and glory. And so in order to rescue God's people from their brokenness, Nehemiah begins to pray, to mourn, and raise up a standard for God's people. Goodwill without repeating myself. When all seems lost, pray to God Almighty because prayer is worship. Prayer is warfare, and prayer is the will of God. Good will prayer clears our perspective as to what our lives should be about. Here, here is what I'm saying. For so many of us, football season is finally here. Come on, somebody. Jonathan, football season is finally here. So walk with me in this illustration because you know in football, the offensive coordinator sit on, the offensive coordinator never sit on the field. They never sit on the field. They always sit above the field. And there is a reason for that. The reason offensive coordinators sit above the field is that if they are on the field, they know what they're planning to do. But they cannot anticipate what their op op opponent is planning to do. And so they sit above the field so that they can not only do what they are planning to do, but they can anticipate what their opponent are planning to do. Come here, somebody, because that's what prayer does. Prayer lifts you above, come on, somebody, the field of your challenges so that you can not only do what God is leading you to do, but you can anticipate everything the devil, come on, somebody, is trying to do to you. 
Let me help somebody in here. You see, prayer is worship. Prayer is warfare. Prayer is the will of God. And prayer is work. Come on, somebody. Prayer will make you successful in anything you do. The battle is the Lord. But, but goodwill, notice in that as Nehemiah prayed, he still went to work. Make no mistake. We've got to be willing to work in both worlds. To pray in the spiritual and work in the natural. And then watch God change things and change people. Because as we pray, God gives us favor. And that favor brings success in that this particular text suggests that the, that chords to the function of favor is renewal, is revival, and restoration. So goodwill, please don't make any mistake about this. Don't miss this. God extends favor so that something that has been torn down can be built back up. Something that has been laid waste can be reinstated, reinstalled, rebuilt, and revived. Okay, let me show you. you so, some God, some, so, so some God's favor, who can be a witness to this? Nor found favor. And what was the result? He built an ark and, and saved his family and all of humanity from the flood. Joseph found favor. And what was the result? He, he saved his family and all of Egypt from extinction through starvation. Moses found favor. And what was the result? He was able to find an exit through the Red Sea and escape Pharaoh's army. Joshua found favor. And what was the result? He was able to conquer a city whose walls were never breached with a shout on the seventh time around. Come on, somebody. Gideon found favor and was able to stand against the Philistines all by himself. David found favor and discovered more power in a slingshot than, than Goliath had all in all of his armor. Get this today, that the function of favor is not rest. It's not riches and relaxation. But the function of favor Come on, somebody. Is renewal, revival, and restoration. God wants to bless you, not so that you can sit on your blessed assurance and floss with a smile and bling and let everybody watch you, but God wants to bless you so that you can turn around and be a blessing to somebody else. You see, here in our text, Nehemiah prayed. He said, grant your servant success by, by giving me favor, and God did, and God will. Good, did, did you get that? Goodwill, God did, and God will. Thank God for favor. Because this text teaches that favor should first give you patience. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, patience. Nehemiah prayed in chapter 1. But as chapter 2 opens, he has no indication that if his prayers have been heard, when his prayers would be answered, how his prayers would be answered, or even if his prayers would be answered. And so goodwill out would be the first to admit to you in that waiting on God can be a howling, anxiety-provoking experience. 
because you don't know how things are going to turn out or if things are going to turn out or when things are going to turn out. All you know is you prayed and you're waiting and the clock is still ticking. Come on, somebody. You know I'm at your doorstep. You see, you, you prayed for a financial breakthrough and nothing has happened yet. But the rent and car payments are due on the 15th of the month. You pray for a man with whom to share your life of love and dream with. But instead of a hero, you keep running into a zeros. You pray for a woman who understands you, to understand you, to love you and support you. But you keep ending up with women who want to know your bank account before they know your name and who talk about marrying you and, and they just met you. And they don't really trust you because there's something about you that reminds you them of their old boo who walked all over their hearts just like a doormat. You see, waiting on God can be a howling, anxiety-provoking experience. So that's precisely why you got to worship God while you wait on God. Because worship will reinforce your trust in God. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Worship reminds you that you can trust God even though you can't trace God. Worship reminds you that he may not come when you want him, but he's always, holler back at me, right on time. <laughs> Worship encourages you to, to be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Nehemiah was sad and sober because he did not know if their prayer had been heard. And he, he didn't know if, when, or how his prayer would be answered until he talked to the king. Now, I won't let that go over your head. But somebody in here is caught in the throes of anxiety. And the clock is ticking. Time is running out. And you don't know how things are going to work out. But I want to encourage you today. It, 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 encourage you today is that for you to talk to the king. Nehemiah talked to King Xerxes. But I want you, you to, encourage you, to, to encourage you to talk to the king of kings. And his name is Jesus. Would you act like Tamla Man for three seconds? Would you do that? Bump your neighbor and say, take me to the king. Come on, somebody. Take me to the king. Because he is nearer than your neighbor. He is closer than your breath. He is more reliable than sunshine on a cool fall day. Goodwill, the king of kings wants to talk to you. You see, if I were an old school saint, I would say he's on the main line. Call him up and tell him what you want. But I'm sort of, of a new school preacher. Come on, somebody. I understand he's not on the main line, but he's on broadband. He's always on. All you have to do is start talking. Don't miss this because when Nehemiah started talking to the king, he began to understand that his prayer had already been answered. The way had already been made. The victory had already been, been secured because God had given him favor. Goodwill, I don't know whom I'm talking to who in here today, but God wants me to deliver this good news to somebody in here that your prayers have already been answered. Your door 
has already been opened. Your battle has already been fought. Your miracle has already been dispensed. Your healing has already been dispersed. Your way has already been made. Because God has given you favor. And it's about to be demonstrated in your situation. So go on and tap your neighbor one more time and say, Can I shout right now? Or is it too early? God has given me favor. Come on, somebody. Come on, because come on, somebody. Come on. Because, because going home today. Things are going to be different. Somebody's going to work this week and things will be changed. Somebody's going to the doctor next month and get a different diagnosis because God will give you favor. Thank God for favor. Goodwill, goodwill. I'm almost finished. I got seven more pages. But don't miss this. Don't, don't, don't miss this. Uh, because you are favored by the king. You are favored. Oh, let me look on my left hand side. You are favored by the king dead front you are favored by the you are favored by you are favored you are favored by the king so do know this favor gives you patience but it also makes you precise look at your neighbor and say precise amen precise so let me explain as Nehemiah appears in chapter 2 he appears in the presence of the king with a different demeanor than what he had previously. In previous time, he was optimistic with an upbeat. But now he is sad and sober and it's noticeable. And we see this in verse 2 of the text. where It says, wherefore the king said unto me, why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. Therefore, we can surmise that Nehemiah's normal disposition was that he was pleasant, optimistic, and joy to be around. Nobody was used to Nehemiah being down, depressed, and despondent. Because under normal circumstances, he was the energy of the office. He was the center of the conversation. He was the light in the room, the motivator of the masses. But on this day, he was burdened because his people were broken. I want to encourage each of you not now not to fall victim to depression. Don't let the devil break you and make you yield to brokenness because of the challenges and crisis that may surround you. Because no matter how bad things may seem, hear me now, no matter how bad things may seem, God yet reserves the right to show you favor in that situation. Come on, somebody. Let me say that again. God yet reserves the right. God yet reserves the right to show you favor in your situation. Now get this. Favor enables you to process the pain so that it doesn't prohibit your progress. Don't, don't miss this, goodwill. Let me say it again. Favor enables you to process the pain so that it does not prohibit your progress. Here's what I'm saying. So what? He broke your heart. Get over it. So what? She walked out on you, took your money, keyed your car up, and charged your credit cards to the max. Get past it. So what? They took advantage of you and lied on you. Get over it. The job let you go. Find a new one. Look at your neighbor and say, move on, neighbor. Move on. Okay. 
it didn't kill you and what didn't kill you will make you stronger goodwill we have to admire Nehemiah because when the king asked what was wrong he was not only honest but he was precise and we see this in verse 3 because he had thought about it what to say and how to say it he thought how it he thought it through he thought what would be needed he was organized and decisive and so goodwill can I talk to you for a moment in fact please let me make this tweetable please tweet this precision is the price of progress let me say that again precision is the price of progress you see everything that happens to you is designed to prepare you for what God has for you but you've got to pay attention and decide what kind of life you want talk to me somebody that means that means you got to take time to plan as well as pray because planning is the process of evaluating options considering resources eliminating obstacles setting goals and establishing timetables if you have a dream with no timeline then it belongs in a pipe come on somebody because it's truly a pipe dream it's a pipe dream you've got to plan planning is the prerequisite to precision and precision is the price of progress if you fail to plan it's because you plan to fail Nehemiah knew exactly what he wanted in order to do what he planned so my question to you today is do you because God will give you a house but not but God is not going to choose it for you God is not going to work on your credit God is not going to save for the down payment. God is not going to build toward getting it. Goodwill, God will give you a business, but you've got to decide which one you want. Write the business plan. Apply for the line of credit, and then don't rob your customer or try to make all of your money off of just one of them. God has a part, and you have a part. Tell your neighbor to do your part. Amen. Y'all gotten quiet, so let me hurry up, okay? God has a part, and you do your part. So pick me up in, text, in, in the text here at verse 4, where the king said to Nehemiah, Then the king, in verse 4, said unto me, For what dost thou make requests? In other words, he was saying to Nehemiah, So what do you want? Goodwill, if you know precisely what you want, if God were to ask you after the benediction, what, to, what do you want? Could you tell him? You say you want a husband, but what kind, what caliber, what character? You see, that's the problem now. You prayed and prayed for a husband in general, and so whatever showed up, you assumed that was the answer. But you've gotten to know precisely what you want. You say you want a wife, but there are millions and millions of women in the world. And not every one of them is capable of handling sophisticated enough to handle tall, safe, single, and handsome, strong you. You've got to know what you are asking for and looking for. 
You say you want a business. But what is your expertise? What is your cash flow? What is your interest and passion? You say you want a degree, but which school? What year are you going to graduate? You want a car. Is this a white car, red car, black convertible? Is it a Ford, a Honda, a GM, Lexus, or what? You've got to know precisely what you want. Can I go a little further? Because favor makes you patient. It makes you precise. And then favor grants you permission. Come on, somebody. Favor grants you permission. I'm on page 15. I've got five more to go. So work me. Favor grants you permission. I'm, I'm serious, okay? Favor grants you permission. Okay, look at verse 5 and 6 where Nehemiah said, If it pleased the king, if the king thinks well of me, he said, And I said unto the king, If it pleased the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, thou wouldest send me to Judah unto the city of my father's sepulcher that I may build it. And the king said it to me, the queen also sitting by him, for how long shall thy journey be? And when, thou, and when without return, it says, so it pleased the king to send me. And I set him a time. In other words, I gave him a time and the king gave me his approval to send me. Goodwill, Nehemiah got the green light from the king. Come on, somebody. I'm about to park in somebody's backyard and somebody's front yard. And so can I ask you a question? Would you be ready if God green lighted your dreams? Would you be ready if God looked at your prayers today and said permission granted because it's often the case that we are not really ready and waiting on God but God is waiting on us because if God gave you permission would you be scrambling and trying to manage it because you didn't really plan for it make no mistake about it somebody in here perhaps on to your right or left knows I'm telling the truth because in your past, God answered your prayers. He opened the doors. He made a way. He gave you what you asked for. And when it came, you fumbled the ball. You messed up. You dropped the ball and squandered the opportunity. So, Goodwill, would you be ready if God green-lighted your dreams? Come here, Jonathan. Jonathan, would you be ready if God green-lighted your dreams? If God gave you Pat Cons, don't go, hear me now. Pat Cons Southeast. Would you be ready? Here's what I'm talking about. If God bless you and leave, if God bless him to have, have Pat Cons Southeast, the home office is in Charlotte. But you have been blessed to have major contract in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Come on, somebody. Atlanta, all of Southeast and Florida. Would you be ready? Come on, somebody. Reverend Pearson, would you be ready if God green lighted your dreams and that the next book you wrote is on the New York bestseller? The next book you wrote is a Caldecott winner. The next book you wrote is a Coletta Scott King. Would you be ready? Sister Small, Sister Small, where are you? Would you be ready if God green lighted your husband business? that bring him off the roads, but have a business, a fleet of 18 trucks here in the city of East over South Carolina. Would you be ready 
If God green lighted your dreams, if God dream lighted your vision, you've been praying and praying for financial breakthrough. Would you be ready if God came by like that sick man today and gave you a check unexpectedly? How would you handle that thing? Sandy, how would you handle that thing? You get a check unexpectedly. Come on, somebody. I wish I had some help in here. Would you be ready? Because I can give a shout to you anyway because some of us in here knows that one thing, uh, one of the things that I love about God is that God would give you another chance even though if you blew the first chance, won't he do it? Is there anybody in here who weren't ready? Come on, somebody, for your blessing. Is there anybody in here who can rejoice because God gave you another chance? You ought to high-five somebody and say, I'm making it on another chance. I blew the first chance, but I'm making it on another chance. Come on, somebody. I'm making it on another chance. I'm not on my second chance, but I'm on my 454th chance. I wish you, I wish I had some help in here. I'm, and I'm glad about it. He, he was given permission. God changed the heart of the king to give Nehemiah permission to go back to rebuild Judah. I know like me, you work on a computer at work. Come on, somebody. You work on a computer at work that is attached. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish up on this right here. That is attached to a network. You see, when you work on a network, you can use the computer assigned to you. But there are some things you cannot change because you don't have permission. You see, on the network, see, on the network, the network administrator can give you permission because the administrator controls access. Please don't miss this now. Even though the computer is assigned to you, you still can't change it to suit you unless the administrator gives you permission. Come on, somebody. Because when the favor is God is resting upon your life, God gives you permission not to just use things, but to change things. Don't, don't, don't. Come on, come on. God gives you permission not to use that, but to change things. Don't act like your house. Don't like your house. You can change it. Don't like your car. You can change it. Don't like your weight. You can change it. Don't like your hairstyle. You can change it. Don't like how things have been going on in your life. You can change it because God has given you permission. He's given you a Holy Ghost permission to change things. Goodwill, you have permission to live without fear and fight without surrendering and pray without worrying and shout without shame and work without frustration and hope without disappointment believe without anxiety wait without doubt and suffer without despair God will you have permission to plan to work and work your plan permission to pursue your dreams permission to give God the glory and do great things thank God I'm favored because God gives me permission permission you see favor gives you permission it makes you precise. It grants permission. But this is the tip of the iceberg. I'm on page 19. Favor delivers provisions. 
Favor delivers provision. In verse 7, it says, Nehemiah received everything he requested. That's a shout right now. He, he said, verse, verse 7 says, Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the rivers that they may convey me over till I come to Judah. Goodwill, anything you get, everything your request, that's favor. Let me say to that. Anytime you get everything that you request, that's favor. Let me say that again. Anytime you get everything you request, that's favor. And somebody in here has a hallelujah praise in your spirit right now. As you think about how God has provided for you, when you think about how far God has brought you from, all the bad things that could have happened, should have happened, happened in your life, that car you were in, that spun out of control, that plane you were riding, that went into bad turbulence, that bad decision that nearly wrecked you, that foolish chances that almost destroyed you, that sickness that almost killed you, that tragedy that almost took you out, that meanness that almost broke you, confusion that almost destroyed you, that almost hated that while forget you enemies that couldn't stand you yet God gave you favor and you're here by the grace of God it's enough that you want to say like Marvin Gaye if you want to holler and throw your hands up then you ought to like Marvin Gaye holler and throw your hands up you ought to touch somebody and say you don't know like I know God has been providing for me every day every step of the way every time I turn around he keeps making a way out of no way so no matter what you're facing because the same God back then is the same God right now he protected me back then and he's going to protect me right now if he healed me then he's going to heal me now so don't wait until I don't, I'm not going to wait David until I see him to praise him I'm going to praise him on credit right now because his credit is good with me I ain't got to check free karma all I got to do is look back over my life history and see what he's already done and anticipate Adrian what he's about to do when you think about that bad decision you made but God still protected you you see it's much like the preacher who said he was on a diet he was on a diet. Yes, he was on a diet. And he was sitting at his desk. And there at his desk, ding, comes an email that says, free hot donuts in the break room. Somebody sent him an email. Ding, free six dozen hot glazed donuts. But he realized that he was on a diet. And he was toiling with do I go to the break room or do I stick to my diet? And after toiling, he said, I'm going to the break room. Satan, get the hits behind me. Come on, somebody. And when he went to the break room, he was there all by himself. And he said that as he went to the break room, the donut spoke to him. He opened a pack up and the donut spoke to him and there the donut said or the donut said you see me hot 
and glaze with sweet stuff all over me. That's what the donut said to him. He said, but preacher, I haven't always looked like this. Before I became heart warm and glazed with sweet stuff on me. He said, I had to go through the fire. But when I came out the fire, they put some hot, sweet stuff on me. All I'm trying to do is to tell somebody what you're going through. I, won't, I know it may be tough, but God is going to change things. God is going to put some sweet, hot stuff on you, and he's going to favor you and make things better in your life. He's going to favor you. Come on, somebody, and make things better in your life. It's anybody in here who, who wants to give God some praises because God is going to put some sweet, hot stuff, do some hot stuff in your life. It's going to make you better, make you sweeter, make you going to be delicious. Come on, somebody, praise him because favor, I want favor from the Lord. Good afternoon, goodwill. May the Lord watch between me and thee. Favor ain't fair. But I want it anyhow. Come on, somebody. Do you want it? Give us some praise. Give us some glory. Because God is going to put some hot, sweet stuff on you. But you got to go through the fire to come out and be like the donuts in a different assortment. You may look this way and you may look this way. But I'm going to look like this. Come on, somebody. All of us are going to look sweet, hot, and glazed. Because God is going to give us favor. But if you want the favor of God, you first 